you know, all these different things people feel like they have to do in an email, like introduce my company, uh, link to my website. That none of that stuff is going to help you get a reply to the email. Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the email marketing podcast or the autoresponder guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Well, hello, it's John McIntyre here, the autoresponder guy, and it's time for episode 99 of the McMethod Marketing Podcast, where you'll discover how to get more customers with less effort by using automated email marketing techniques and strategies. Pretty badass stuff. Now, today, I'll be talking to Robert Williams. Robert uh, came to me a couple of weeks ago. He's actually just released a book on uh, emails that win clients. Simple as that, right? A lot of people who have services to offer get online, go and get a list of email addresses from companies that may need their help and then email them. Cold emailing. Contrary to what a lot of people think, it actually works, but you have to do it right, okay? And a lot of people who've been in this game and trying to get copywriting clients or trying to get sales funnel clients or whatever it happens to be is, you know, they struggle. It, you know, it can be really, really hard. And you sit down and you 100 emails and get one reply and the one reply says, stop sending me emails. It happens. And so I thought I'd get Robert on the show to kind of talk about, well, what's your strategy? What are the mistakes that people are making when it comes to cold emails? And what can they do to rectify those mistakes and start increasing their close rate when it comes to those cold emails? So if you're looking for more clients or you're using cold emailing your strategy, whether it's to get guests for your own podcasts or to find business deals or to go on LinkedIn, this is going to be a podcast that's really, really useful to you. To get the show notes for this episode of the Email Marketing Podcast, go to themcmethod.com slash 99. You know, we're one week away from the 100th celebratory episode. And they've got something cool coming up next week. Anyway, now, uh, first thing is just a reminder that if you'd like to work personally with me to help, you know, if you'd like my personal one-on-one attention to help create your email autoresponder campaign, create a whole sales funnel for you, and uh, or just depending on whatever you need, uh, I can certainly do that. The uh, next thing or next step, send me an email, john at themcmethod.com. Tell me what you're looking for and what you need, and uh, we'll get on the on to Skype the next few days or next week to discuss your project and that we'll have some fun with it. We'll get you some customers. Now, this week's McMaster's inside of the week is a pretty boring one, to be honest. Accountability. And uh, this is huge. It's something that takes a long time to understand, but if you don't have someone that's keeping you accountable with your goals, with your vision, you're just not going to follow through. Okay, it's as simple as that. So you need to find some accountability, whether it's with a friend, a mentor, a business partner, you need to get it sorted. And this is why one of the things inside McMaster's, inside the forum, is an accountability section where every week you post an update on what you're going to do in your business this week, what goals you're going to accomplish, and uh, why it's important to you. And uh, you know, we will we'll all follow up and keep you accountable to make sure that you're following through with your tasks. So keeping you accountable. It's the secret to success. Now, I've got uh, one review today. It's five stars, and it's five stars with email marketing. This one's from Hugo S. Marino from the United States. Love the podcast, mate. The information is jam packed with knowledge you'd only get if you actually hired some of these guys. Keep up the good work. P.S. Cool radio voice. Cool radio voice. P.P.S. You owe me a beer. And that's fair enough. That is fair enough. Hugo, thanks for the review, mate. And uh, you're absolutely right. With, when it comes to the podcast, uh, you know, what the great thing is, is I can email someone like John Carlton or who, you know, one of these big dogs, one of these gurus and be like, hey, can we, uh, can we get on the phone and just have a chat about my business and I can ask you questions? They're going to be like, no way. Here's, here's my PayPal buy now link for $10,000. Meanwhile, if I go to them and say, hey, I've got a podcast. Do you want to do an interview? And I'll ask you questions about my business and, and we'll create a whole episode about it. They go, yeah, sure. So... 
That's one of the great things about podcasting. Free coaching is one way to look at it. And uh, you get the benefit of that by listening to this podcast. So that's that. Thanks again, Hugo, for the review. Now let's get into this interview on Cold Emails with Mr. Robert Williams. It's John McIntyre here, the autoresponder guy. I'm here with Robert Williams. Now, Robert uh, has some really interesting stuff going on. I think he's going to make a great podcast, a great interview. He's uh, just launched a new book called Emails That Win You Clients. So now what I like about that is very simple, very straightforward, and uh, I think it's very applicable to to a lot of listeners to this podcast. Even me, like, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this conversation because... Because I, I do a fair bit of client work myself with uh, creating you know autoresponders and sales pages and sales funnels and, and split testing and all that kind of stuff. So this is going to be um, – basically this is – Robert's going to share a strategy or a few different strategies, a way to kind of use cold emails to get clients basically. Not just you know tiny little measly clients that don't pay you much but big deals, you know proper deals that can build you a very, very decent income. So uh, things like what should you say first? What if you sound spammy? How do you frame yourself? How do you get the right tone for the email? Uh, we're going to talk about all that stuff today, and uh, you'll also get a chance to buy Robert's book, and uh, that's at emailsatwin.com. He also he's also got a great service called Let's Workshop, and uh, as far as I understand, he uh, he basically sends you freelance leads that you can email today and and make your money. So instead of you going and get the leads, he gets the leads for you and then just gives them to you, and you can email them yourself, which uh, is a pretty cool service. Uh, we'll probably talk about that too. So, Robert, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Good to have you on the show, man. So, I did like a, a fairly quick intro there based on, uh, based on you know, what we chatted about before I hit record. Can you give the listener a, a bit more of a background on you know, who you are, what you do, and uh, what this whole cold email strategy is all about? Sure. So, I think like probably like a lot of listeners, I went to, a, well, I went to an art school and once I graduated, I kind of came out dreaming of like an agency job or maybe like a startup job. And I was prepared to do that. I had a nice portfolio and, and I emailed you know a bunch of different uh, agencies. I ended up working at one and realized that it was not my, you know, the, the, the ideal dream job that I had been dreaming of. Um, <laughs> Why is that? What's wrong with working a job? Well, for me, it was, it was not controlling my future, not controlling how much money I was making or even the work that I was working on. It was somebody telling me what to do and stuff. Yeah. And so that's when I started looking at freelancing a little bit more seriously. Um, and so what I ended up doing was, was going out on my own and, and looking for freelance clients online, kind of building a consultancy based off of, the, uh, off of basically no clients and um, looking for them online. Um, and I ended up doing that for, for a year and a half. And so starting it kind of from scratch like that was a was a kind of a unique uh, experience for me. A lot of times you hear you hear on the internet like freelancing is all about feast or famine, and and you know you go from one extreme to the other of like having tons of clients and having zero the next day. And a lot of the meme out there on on the internet is like the only w- real way to get work is is through referrals, which which like I'm not gonna lie, referrals are huge and and it's great if you can get them, but um. I just knew that there was like other ways to get freelance work. You know, you can't just start out getting referrals all the time. So this is cool I, <laughs> because that's I, it's so true. This is when people start. Is just like, well, I don't have any clients, so I don't have any case studies, so I can't get any. Like, what do I show people? So I can't get referrals, and it's kind of like, well, I don't know where to start. <laughs> exactly. And so what I ended up doing was like looking for leads online, looking for um, op- different opportunities I could I could kind of contact, cold contact. And what ended up working for me was a few different a few different things I noticed was 
and we can get into into all of it like a little bit later. But um, what 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 basically came from that was I noticed like I can get clients on my own. Um, I don't need referrals. I don't have to at least only rely on referrals, and I don't have to just be sitting and waiting for work to come to me. And once I realized that, it was just about t- taking the time to kind of find the opportunities, cull through all of them, and and kind of realize which ones were going to pan out and be and be successful clients for of for mine of mine. And once I did that, um, I realized it was taking a lot of my time. I wished I could kind of hire another web designer to do it for me because I had tried like a VA. I had tried getting my girlfriend to do them for me. And and they were just like kind of lost in it because they weren't web designers themselves. And so they couldn't really identify the, the clients. So so that's why I started Workshop was um, I was noticing it was taking me a really long time to do it. And um and I, I wish I could hire like a web designer or like another freelancer to do it for me because um, at the time I was trying to like get my girlfriend to do it or get my VA to do it and they just didn't really understand what a good client looked like. Um, and that's when I had the idea for Workshop, which was me basically taking this over for, for freelancers and looking all over the internet for the best opportunities and sending out the 10 best ones every day. And so that way the freelancer can only focus on contacting them and winning the work, um, building you know the relationship with the client, which is what freelancers really want to focus on anyway. Mm. Um, and so, so that kind of brings me to the point of the book, which is emails that win, clients, win you clients. In the past year and a half, I've been working with all these hundreds of freelancers that, that get the leads I send them. And I've been able to kind of extract the patterns of like what the people who struggle and the people who land client after client in the service and what i've noticed is like the the people who don't uh, succeed with workshop the people who struggle the people who keep having kind of the the famine feast or famine cycle they all do the exact same almost word for word tactics in their emails and so i started working with them i worked with you know over 50 different uh freelancers and sent out hundreds and maybe thousands of emails by now to all these different clients. And what I ended up noticing was like, I was just basically repeating the same things over and over to, to all of these freelancers. Um, and that's when I decided to kind of put it all in one place in a book that it could be, it could be referred to. And, and I could send that out instead just because I was getting kind of tired of repeating it. Yeah. And so, and so that's, that's where it came from. And I think, I don't know, do you want to get into like what the book is about? Like the specific tactics and everything? Well, can, or? Can, can we give me a rundown. Like tell me, first talk to me about like, cause this is, we're talking about like designers and developers, but, yeah. but as a, you know, as a copywriter, I know that these kind of strategies, like with, like it's about the, who you're trying to talk to. So whether this, whether you're trying well, to sell design stuff or develop yeah. or copywriting, it's all going to exactly. work. Yeah. But I see it. It'll probably, this will probably all resonate more with your, with your, uh, you know, co- with copywriters because copywriters kind of understand some of the fundamentals. Mm. And so like a basic rundown would be, you know, I-, I kept seeing the same mistakes happening, which was emails were extremely long. <laughs> e- emails were, were focused like completely on the person writing the email. They were, they didn't provide like a single, a single call to action or a single next step that could be done. So they were kind of all over the place, kind of kind of typical copywriting errors, I think. Yeah, and it's funny too, like because I've seen I got a friend of mine who in Thailand who's doing some of this uh, some of this like cold outreach stuff, and he's not a copywriter. He he does uh, some some different kind of stuff, but 
he's he's right now he's really trying to build out like that marketing process to bring on new clients some sort of reliable way that he can you know bring on new uh, bring on new deals and uh you know but you know we usually work in an office together so uh, you know once a day or once you know once or twice a week he'll come over to me and say well can you check out this email what do you think and often it's funny because he's trying to think like a copywriter which is interesting because he tries to go in there and tries to have some benefits and tries to make it interesting and compelling and that kind of thing but when mm-hmm. i look at it i'm like Dude, if this is a cold email, you can't write them 200 words and give them a whole story and explain everything. All you really want to say is, I mean, you could correct me if I'm wrong because you're, you're the sounds by the sound of it, you're the cold email guy. But I, like, I think it's like you say, like it should be like two or three sentences, like just checking in. Here's, you know, do you have this problem? If so, let me know and let's have a chat. And uh, you know, as I see people, the mistakes I've seen is when they go into that. Here's what I do. Here's all about this. Here's all the reasons why you should probably contact me. And like the, the the thing could the one mistake could be like not using copywriting at all. The other thing is thinking that the other mistake is thinking that you need way too much copywriting. Yeah, exactly. And and those are probably the two biggest um, issues I see is like there's the there's on one hand the extremely long email that nobody's going to read ever in their entire life because it sucks the life out of you. And on the other hand is like the one sentence email that's like, hey, I'm a freelancer, mm. you know. And so and so the two extremes you definitely want to stay away from, but. If you're going to, I mean, a shorter email is just way, is way more um, compassionate for the reader. Like everybody's busy. Everybody is focused on themselves and they, you know, everybody is stressed out. They don't, they don't want to read this huge long email. And so considering that it's a little different for like email newsletters or like autoresponders, stuff like that. Mm. When you're going, when you're cold emailing somebody, you definitely have to uh, keep it as short as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to me about that. Like what's the... Do you have like a, a framework or a strategy or some sort of blueprint that you use when you cold email someone? So it's yeah, there's there's a few things I always do when I you know getting started with writing the email, um, and I think it's the key is you want to stay away from getting put in the trash can, right? Hmm. And the number one way, like when when you check when you check your email, the first thing you're looking for is how can I you know throw this this uh, email in the trash? And the first thing you think is is this email spam, right? And that's that's something that I I noticed a lot too in the book I go into like I don't think freelancers should be should use scripts or at least they shouldn't fo- uh, rely on scripts too much because you know a freelancer only needs a handful of clients they don't need thousands and thousands of clients or customers so focusing in on like a one to one basis like the the way you write your email it should be in order to not be spam, like the definition of spam is like an email you can send out to thousands of people, right? Mm. And so if you write the email in a way that you're focusing on the person that you're, that you're writing to as opposed to yourself, that tells the, the, the person opening up your email, like this person took the time to like understand who I am. First of all, he, he knows my first name. You know, he, it's obvious it's not spam at that point. And so I think that's the first thing you have to do is like make sure there's no way this can, that this email can be miscon- misconstrued as like spam and um, it's, it's authentic. And because everybody's inbox is full of spam, that's, that's the number one, I think, thing that the freelancers don't do either. Um, freelancers kind of focus on themselves. They send an email out that could literally be sent to anybody because it's all focused on themselves. Like, I went to you know college. I had this job. I have these clients. This is my website. This is my work. I do this, you know. And so, so that's the number one thing. Okay. Okay. And so, how do they do that though? Like, is you know, it's it's one thing to kind of to 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 understand that idea. Yeah. How do you actually do it? How do you actually connect with someone and come across as a real person? What like down to like? I know you can't script this because well, here's an example, right? Like, I'll give you an example of some emails that I've been sending out 
to people. And you can tell me if, if this is... Let me see. I'll bring them up right now. They're from... So what I did, I, I got a list of people who used, you know, certain softwares online, you know, email marketing software like Infusionsoft and Entreport and that kind of thing. I got their first name. I had the software platform that they're using. I had their website, the company name. So... What I did with it is, I'm bringing the email up. Now, I emailed someone. So I basically said, hey, name. So, you know, hey, Robert. I just noted, I just saw that you're using, you know, Infusionsoft on your website, emails that win.com. I'm just wondering if you're happy with it. You know, are you getting it? You know, you're paying a lot, you know, a fair amount for it. Are you happy with the results you're getting with it? Let me know. John, that, right. that was more or less the email. It was kind of like trying to be personal, be qu- you know, be quick and to the point as well. Yeah, and, and the, the, that email is focused on me, the reader. It's not focused on you or, or, or anything about what you're doing or, you know, anything in terms of that way, right? So that's, that's great. And that's, uh, I think, have you seen success with that email? Have you sent it out? Uh, I, I have actually. Well, I mean, one guy replied and he's just like, man, that was an amazing cold email. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's working. Well, yeah. I mean, the other thing too is you're, you're providing like a very clear question there. A lot of times people end, like they get down to the bottom of the email after they write this four, five, six uh, paragraph email and they don't know how to close it because at that point it's like this huge brain dump of an email. Um, and so like they don't know what one thing they can say. They don't know, you know, how, how, how this kind of all ties together. And so what they end up doing is they end up leaving it to the person they're emailing. So what they'll say is they'll, they'll say, they'll, they might even literally say like, Hey, let me know if there's a fit here. Like, let me know if, if this all makes sense or, or let me know if, if you think I can help you. And at that point, it's like, if you don't know you can help somebody, there's no reason you should, you should be emailing them. The only reason you should be emailing them is if you know you can help them, you know, Mm. as, as somebody who gets email, like that's the only reason why I want to get an email from somebody or if if they're going to be pitching me something, you know? Yeah. And this is the thing. I mean, people think that pitching is bad. and uh, But, you know, untargeted pitching where you don't actually know much about who you're trying to pitch is bad. It's just yeah. not going to work. But if you go in there and you're like, like, we're all business people. So we all have problems. And, you know, everyone in the marketplace has problems that they need to solve. So if you're cold emailing someone, all you really need to do, I mean, they're looking for solutions. And if you come across and, like, tell them, well, you know, here, here you go. You've got this problem and I know exactly how to, you know, solve this problem for you. Right. Let me know if you want to have a quick chat about it on Skype sometime. It's really hard to ignore an email about that because it's got nothing to do with, like, at the end of the day, and, and I uh, teach people this in, uh, in my programs, it's it's got nothing to do with you you know you as a business you as a copywriter you as whoever you are it's all about what's in it for them and yeah. whether you like it or not that's what people are going to be thinking consciously or unconsciously when they read your emails totally and it not only does it not have anything to they, they don't want to buy you as a copywriter they don't even want to buy the copy that you write yeah what they what they want to buy is like the outcome of what the copy is or or like you said the solution and the benefit of that solution so that's why I think you shouldn't really focus on your portfolio to like sell your sell you your work for you or to sell you you know help you win more work. Portfolios are usually like pretty boring for anybody who's not the freelancer sending it over. And so I don't know that, that's uh, that's I think that's a really good point to make is is that the the solution is what people are buying the the benefit of the solution yeah. and not the the work not the you know the this 
the the first part, right? Right. I mean, this is and this is another thing too. Is that like if someone just wants a website or they just want you got to avoid presenting yourself as a commodity. Like if you're just another copywriter, then there's no reason for them to get on the phone with you and have a chat or even hire you. I mean, you're one among tens of thousands of copywriters. So whereas if you go, I mean, that was part of you know the reason, whole reason I you know started calling myself the autoresponder guy because the idea was what you know when I got on the phone with someone or when I was having a conversation with someone, I could be like, well, you, yeah, I wouldn't say this explicitly, but the the I would imply that well, yeah, you can go and hire a you can go and hire a copywriter, write your emails, but wouldn't you rather hire the autoresponder guy? You know, it's right. kind of like, would you rather hire a generic web designer, or would you rather hire a you know web designer who only works with gardening companies, and you and you just happen to be a gardening company? <laughs> it's like, well, who? Of course, you're going to hire the gardening web, you know web designer. So part of this comes through is you can't just go in with like an unsolicited pitch that, and you're just like, I'm a web designer and I'm really good and I've got a great portfolio because that's what everyone says. You got to go right. in there. You got to have something different. Either yeah, in the so, email or on the phone. So, like last year, I was. Uh, this is this ties. This I have a story that kind of ties back to to what you're saying. Last year, I was looking for a used car, and I did. I did a bunch of research. I, you know, I, I even bought this book on like how to negotiate for for used cars and all this stuff. And I once I started the process, like I emailed a bunch of people. I um, I found. I well, first I found like a few cars that kind of matched what I was looking for. And I emailed them all, and they, we all started kind of the no, negotiation process with like five or six different different car dealers. And then w- a few days later, I found I found like the exact perfect car I wanted to buy, um, a Honda Accord, and it had like every the color I wanted and everything else that I wanted. I emailed the guy and I told him, "Hey, can can you lower the price?" At that point, he had like exactly what I wanted. Right? He he emails me back and says, "Hey, man, I would love to lower the price, but I can't because." Our dealership prices as low as possible at all times, and our customers love that about us. And so I hope you you will love that too about us. And that may or may not be true. He might lower prices for some people. But at that point, you know, as opposed to ha- – like I, I might have been able to even get him down a few thousand dollars or I might have been able to get another car for cheaper. But it wouldn't be the exact car that I want, right? Mm. And so what, I'm, what this kind of ties back with you is like – you niche down and you became the autoresponder guy. Mm. All the other cop if if somebody wants autoresponders, all the other copywriters no longer are no longer you, you know? It's mm. it, it's no longer about choosing between these five copywriters. It's between choosing these five copywriters and the autoresponder guy. Mm. You know? So so I, I think it, it once once you have something that you know people want and it's it it sets a different game up. Right? Hmm. Have you have you seen that since you since you made the change? Absolutely, that was one of the best things I've done. Um, you know, that was something that I've done from oh, it was a year and a half ago, two years ago. I mean, it's it's probably changing and morphing right now. But niching down, and it's not like niche. People think niching down is like you know you exclude yourself from the rest of the market, and that's partially true. But I mean, really, we're talking about you just need a way to differentiate yourself. It's not like it's not rocket science. All you're really saying is like, what makes you different? Like, you know, if, if I'm talking to a web designer or a copywriter, and I'm like, look, there's a hundred thousand copywriters. There's, there's thousands of copywriters out there. Why should I? Hire you? What makes you different? Right. And it's really just what's your answer to that question? You know, people call it a unique selling proposition. You can say like niching down or positioning like a positioning statement. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like, why are you different? Because if you're not different, then it doesn't actually matter whether I go with you or any of the other, you know, 10,000 copywriters out there, any of the other web designers right. out there. Or, you know, if you're just buying, you know, if that car that you wanted, that, that uh, car, instead of just being one of a kind, you found the one that you wanted, it, there might have been, you know, 50,000 of that exact type, like if there was, if, if there was 50,000 copies of that exact car that you wanted, then there's, you, know, you wouldn't have needed to go with that guy. Yeah. 
Exactly. And, but because there was only this one and it was, you know, it only came up and it had everything I wanted and I couldn't find it anywhere else. Price at that point becomes less important, you know, Mm. price it's, it's no longer, you're not comparing apples to apples anymore. You're comparing something you really want and that is far and above everything else versus something that, you know, you're going to haggle, you can haggle down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting how this stuff, how much this stuff applies, like the positioning and having the USP, having the unique selling proposition applies to, you know, applies to this cold emailing in the sense that really we're talking about the offer here. If you don't have anything good to offer, then cold emailing is going to, you know, struggle with it. And by good to offer, you've got to have something that distinguishes you from, you know, from everyone else. And if you don't have that in place, the cold emailing is going to be an uphill battle. However, if you can nail that down, it's going to make going and reaching out to people a lot, a lot easier. Yeah, and I think you definitely, if you're a freelancer, you definitely have something people want to buy. I don't think you necessarily have to think of it in terms of like niching it down or like in terms of like getting really specific about one thing. I think just becoming very clear about the benefits of the work that you do. And I think that's almost enough to to kind of dominate because most people really have no idea what the true value is of their work. And so if you can present that kind of clearly and like, in words people understand. For example, in design and development, there's all these terms, and even copywriting, there's all these like vague industry terms. Like for example, there's UX, there's you know um, Ruby on Rails, PHP, there's all these different, this jargon, right? And it's the same in copywriting, like uh, headlines, you know, subheads, and, and all, all these other industry jargon. Hmm. And what a lot, what I find is like a lot of times the the people who are struggling they kind of rely on on this stuff like as a crutch like hey I'm a I'm a UX researcher and to the client you're not that thing you are you're the person that like updates their website or like decides what to put on their website right mm. and so I think becoming a lot clearer about like the way you communicate with people like realize that. A client d- hasn't studied copywriting for five years, so they so if you try selling them in in a way that talks about copywriting, it's going to go over their head, and you're, you're not going to present your value. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I I don't I don't think it has to be quite so like you have to niche down and only focus on one thing, but if you do that, it does allow you to kind of uh, anchor that, and and if it's something people understand, like autoresponders or. Um, if they're looking for that thing in specific, it is gonna it's, it's gonna help you a lot in terms of the of the value you present. Right. Um, right. So look, I mean, this is really so, the question of empathy of like people got to take the t- before you you know if you're gonna talk to someone you really have to communicate on their level which requires well, this is the fascinating thing about copywriting because you know writing a cold email is you know we're essentially talking about copywriting it's not so much about the actual words you put in there it's about understanding there's not like a perfect set of words or a perfect template a lot of it's just about understanding having empathy for who you're trying to talk to and really understanding them and the language they're going to use and what their needs wants dreams and desires are yeah exactly that's that's kind of the key to uh to unlocking like any type of customer right is is understanding them and what i always say and what i always anything that you come up with is not going to be as good as at selling to a customer than as what, what something that that they came up with. Mm-hmm. So if the, if you're contacting somebody like with a job posting for, that wrote, they they literally wrote what they want and what they're looking for in the job post. So looking and pulling phrases from a job post is almost always gonna be resonate with 
the people you're emailing 10 times more because they wrote those words and said, I want this. This is, you know, or, or extracting from their words what they're looking for. Um, hmm. That's often times like enough to, uh, to kind of go off of on a cold email. Because yeah. a lot of times freelancers kind of get hung up like there's no, there's no uh, business name. There's no um, blog on there. I, you know, I don't, uh, I don't know enough about the client to, to email them. I don't have enough. Um, it's too vague. And, and if you look at their job posts, they're saying, okay, I want this website because of this. And um, can you help me with, with this specific issue I'm having? And it's like if they're having this technical issue or, or they're not getting enough uh, uh, leads coming in the door, then it's pretty clear like what the, what the benefit is that you're going to be selling them. And that's all you really need to uh, have in the email. Mm, and, and kind of reflecting their words is always going to be uh, more powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's the key. That is the key. So let's sum it up then and, uh, and then we'll wrap it up. So it sounds like if you're going to write emails, obviously, like, you, need to, obviously you need to figure out what, you know, how you're going to stand out. You know, and basically, you need to just be solving a real problem. So go and figure out what your clients want, what your prospects want, what those leads want and work those things into the email. And if you can, even get the actual phrases that they've used in job, you know, job advertisements, that kind of thing, in there. And then when it comes to actually writing the email, the sounds of it, you need, you need some sort of attention-getting headline, which is uh, pretty standard. And then the email should be fairly short and to the point, have a very clear call to action on what they should do next if they're interested in talking with you. Yeah, yeah. And I think one, one big key here that we should, we should kind of go over or kind of mention again is remove you from the email so it's not at all about you like i i all, almost always recommend that, that any sentence that starts with like i or that has me in it or or my company or um what i do um that be replaced with with the word you in it so and and it just kind of forces you to no longer talk about yourself and talk about the other person or if you're going to talk about yourself talk about it in terms of what the other person is going to get and there's a few examples in the book. There's there's actually a ton of different like every every kind of concept we talked about today. There's a, a specific example for each one. And so so yeah, that's that's kind of kind of the 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 one thing I think we should underline here is is taking yourself out. Like it's not about you. The email you're sending isn't about you. It's about the person you're you're emailing. Mm. Um, and and the only goal you have in a cold email there's there's one thing you want, and that's for the person to reply to the email. Anything that doesn't help get the re- a reply to the email is a is a it should be eliminated completely from the email. So if you're if you're showing your portfolio, if you're you know if you're trying to to exhibit like some charm or some wit in your email, if you're you know all these different things people feel like they have to do in an email, like introduce my company, uh, link to my website, that none of that stuff is going to help you get a reply to the email. Mm. So it should be eliminated um, completely. Nice, nice. I love that. So let's let's wrap it up here, man. We're right on time. Before we go, though, tell me, uh, tell the listener a little bit about uh, emails that win, uh, emails that win new clients, and uh, what they're going to learn in the book. So it's basically what we talked about today, but um, it's kind of like in chronological order. So it's like how to start writing an email, how to you know write your first few words down, how to write the subject is at the beginning, and then how to close an email is at the end. How to how to end it and how to have a real strong call to action is is at the end. So you can basically um, open it up with you know if you're in Gmail writing your email, you can open up the book and kind of go step by step and kind of kind of like a checklist of like okay here's how I should start it here's how what should be in the middle and and kind of work it off of that. Um, 
And it talks completely about everything we mentioned today, and, and it breaks down every concept we've talked about um, and how to do it specifically. You know, how to start an email, how to start, uh, how to not babble, how to not uh, send unsolicited crappy emails, how to get to the point, how, how to not uh, ramble, how to write very clearly, how to come up with the call to action that's going to entice them to reply, and um, all the different stuff you should focus on when you're writing it. So. Um, I designed it basically for, for the freelancers in, on my list that, that, I've, that I've worked with for, for the past year um, on, on writing better emails. And I think one thing we, we don't really notice is that how, many, how much time we dedicate to writing emails. So, so I always think back to like if you saw a, a 5% increase in the, in, the, in the quality of the emails you send, that would mean like 5% more replies. That would mean 5% more clients, 5% more upsells. It would just kind of ex- explode your business because we, th- we kind of think emails happen behind the doors or, or you know behind the scenes. And it's really not the case. Like most business happens through email. Mm. And, so, and so, yeah, so I think a 5% increase in the quality of emails you send is, would be very modest for, for reading the book. And if you applied every principle in it, just because – the quality of emails that people send are so bad. Um, I know copywriters are a little better, but it's. Um, I think you know, as far as what I've seen with the freelancers I've worked with, they've started sending you know fifty, seventy-five percent better emails, and they get twice as many replies as they were getting or or more. So, hmm. um, so I mean, yeah, that's that's the basic uh, gist of the book and everything. I like. Um, it. I like. Yeah, it. I appreciate that? you. Emails at com, right? Yeah, it's on emailsatwin.com, and the other service that I have is Workshop. It's on it's uh, letsworkshop.com, yeah, um, and that's the newsletter. So I appreciate you uh, uh, letting me come on and, and discussing this with me. I think it's something that needs to be talked about a little more. So so I appreciate it. Good stuff, man. When well, I had a blast, it's very interesting to talk about. Thank you for coming on the show. What I'll do is uh, I'll have links to emailsatwin.com and letsworkshop.com. On, uh, on, on the mcmethod.com in the show notes for this episode so if uh, people forget the awesome. links um, they're very, they're very, it should be easy to remember so hopefully we get you some <laughs> people should go and uh, yeah, if you're struggling with cold emails yeah. you need a hand I would go and get Robert's book for sure and I'm also interested in checking out this uh, Let's Workshop get just leads mailed to you so cool man thanks for coming on the show yeah thanks again Hey everybody, thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast, sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more.